Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. We are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this will encourage, equip, and empower you to live your life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Join us as we hear from regular, everyday people who are living the adventure of a lifetime in every area of their lives, including business, relationships, finances, and health. Here is your host, Justin Self. Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm Justin Self, and before we get into the content, I want to take a few moments to share a little bit of history behind this podcast. In 2012, I was very depressed, I was broken, and I was on the verge of suicide. Um, I was navigating a broken marriage, a pornography addiction, and I was having a very difficult time just making my ends meet. Um, My relationships were broken kind of on all sides, and I was a total mess. Throughout that time, uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up going back to a church. I had been out of church for a while, and one night I ended up having just the most radical encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. He revealed himself to me in such a powerful way. Um, ever since that moment, I've never been the same. I've been completely different. You know, my life has just turned right side up. I've really come into realizing my purpose in life and believing God for things, living in, in faith, and just seeing the most amazing things happen. After that experience, I got right into the Word of God. I didn't want to, man, I didn't, I didn't know a lot, but at least I had enough sense to know that I can't build my life off just an experience. And so I got right into the Word of God, right, got right into some good teaching, and really solidified during those first few months after that experience, uh, the scripture and the Word of God, just the foundation of how, you know, how solid the foundation of the Word of God really is in my life. And so after a period of time, I started, you know, I went out and did what I read in the Bible. You know, I went out and laid hands on people and I prayed for them and I started pe- seeing people healed, started seeing demons cast out of people, you know. I, it wasn't anything, it, it was totally radical to me, but I just, I saw it in the Bible. I saw these truths, you know, where he says in Mark 16, you know, the, this, these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak with tongues. So I just believed it. And I just started going out and doing it. And sure enough, results followed. And so this kind of started my journey of what I call, you know, living a life without limits. And the whole point behind Unstoppable is to encourage others, to equip, to teach, to empower people. I mean, everybody who, who's listening uh, to live a life without limits, to live up to our fullest potential, because I believe God has a plan and a purpose for every single person on the planet. Nobody is a dud. Nobody is meant to live a mediocre life. Nobody is meant to be average. Every single one of us is meant to do something great. And whether that something is to preach in front of a thousand people, or if it's just to love the person next to you, it doesn't matter. Those are both great things. We're called to greatness. We're called to impact people. And so this whole idea of living life without limits, a lot of it focuses on our own personal faith and growing and, you know, walking in health and walking in financial prosperity and all those types of things. But the main idea is that as we do that in our own personal lives, we're growing uh, in unity as a community. So if all of us, if each of us as believers are growing in these areas and experiencing victory in these areas, we we will end up working together in unity, right? The body of Christ is going to be healthier and stronger and more able to bring the gospel of Jesus to the dark places on the earth. We need to be victorious. We need to be living a life without limits. 
We are the ones on the earth who has the answer. We have the answer. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the power of God. We're the ones that should be bringing light to the darkness. And so that's the whole idea behind Unstoppable. As we grow individually, as we fulfill our own God-given purposes and potentials, we end up working together with one another in unity, and we're going to bring millions of people, billions of people, into the kingdom of God. Hey, Unstoppable listeners, I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, Just want to say I really appreciate you um, for listening and for commenting and for being part of uh, this growing thing that God's doing, Um, bringing this podcast around the world and speaking truth uh, and life to people and uh, being able to, it's just an honor to be able to share with you um, people that I have in my life that have really touched me and have uh, brought the truth of God's word into a whole new reality. So I'm just appreciative uh, of your time listening. So thank you so much. Um, Today, I have some amazing people on the show. Uh, Aaron and Sally Eggman are highly educated, very amazing, super smart people. Um, And they are doing active research in the areas of brain science and uh, just some amazing stuff that you're going to hear about on the show and you'll love it. It's super fun. But they don't, you know, they don't talk too high or it's not it's not too hard to understand, which I love. Um, And they love Jesus with all their hearts. They're absolutely 100% sold out to the Lord. So they bring a really beautiful blend of the scientific advancements that we are currently operating in, you know, as a society, uh, brain science and all that. And then they bring that into integration with what the Bible says about how God designed us uh, in the context of relationship and, you know, uh, how two brains, you know, connecting mama and baby and just all these amazing things about, um, and with practical takeaways about how you and I today can get a hold of our emotions, uh, how we can and process things and walk through life with other people in the context of relationship. Uh, with our emotional journey and learning how to be okay with that and learning how to process, uh, you know, trauma in our past or present or, you know, emotional issues that come up and how to process those things in a really healthy way, according to how God designed us. So it's a really powerful message that you're going to hear today. Um, I did want to mention that this was our very first recording, the Unstoppable podcast. Can you believe it? We have been waiting to release this uh, so that we could kind of get some of the technical glitches worked out. So again, uh, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but thank you so much for being uh, gracious as we are continuing to learn and grow uh, and evolve as we as we go through this process. So I did want to mention uh, Aaron and Sally Eggman do have a business and it would be awesome uh, to check them out. Uh, if you do want to book with them, uh, they're open to booking for online sessions, or if you're in uh, the Central Coast, California area, they do have in-person sessions um, available upon request, uh, possibly right now, <laughs> I think, because of COVID, but uh, they're doing really well, and uh, they have group sessions and single sessions. Okay, so it, it's uh, the website is characterformationcoaching.weebly.com, okay? characterformationcoaching.weebly.com. They also have a book on Amazon uh, called Character Formation Coaching, Proposing a Christian Mind-Body Transformational Coaching Model. And if that sounds too weird for you, uh, I just encourage you to hang on. These guys are the real deal. Again, they're taking cutting-edge brain science. They're actually adding to it. I mean, they've got research right now that is so cutting-edge, you know, that uh, it's under review for being published and all these types of things, peer-reviewed stuff. So, uh, but they, uh, they have the respect of people in the field, you know, non-believers in the field, and they're making headway into brain science and into these types of transformational coaching models. And they're seeing it work with people. Um, 
And the coolest thing is, is that it's all from a biblical perspective. You know, they're looking at this and they're saying, yeah, cool, this is the science, but this is really just explaining how God does things. You know, here, here it is in the Bible over here. Okay, here it is in the Garden of Eden. Here it is in uh, Jesus's ministry, you know, where uh, we see these types of brain science concepts coming up uh, in how Jesus dealt with people and how God designed us to be. So. I hope you're excited. I love, this is such a great podcast. We're going to do it in a couple episodes, but this first episode is fantastic. So you ready? Here we go. With some very special friends, Aaron and Sally Eggman. Yeah, hello. Hi. Uh, we're just, we're so glad to have you. I'm, I'm really excited to, to have you here today. Um, Aaron and Sally are the most amazing people uh, probably ever, but they're just amazing. And really, I don't actually even know what exactly what we're going to talk about today because the only direction I gave them was, hey, we're going to talk about overcoming obstacles. And it could be marriage, could be life, could be, you know, Aaron and Sally have uh, been missionaries in China. They've started businesses. They've written books. They're doing research. Tell us, Andrew, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, well, we have lots of obstacles in our life. We've had and have and lots of obstacles, so this will be a great topic to talk about. But yeah, we were missionaries in China for over four years. Um, we came back to the States to really focus our attention and focus on our marriage. Um, that was, uh, and then we also had some difficulties with uh, being missionaries and kind of uh, team dynamics and leadership, and, and uh, there was a lot of obstacles to overcome there too. And so we really came as learners to the United States to um, really focus in on our marriage and on learning how to do life and relationships with people well and really focused growth internally. Now I'm um, I'm a high school teacher. Uh, while I'm, I got a helping professions um, certificate in counseling and now I'm, I'm studying a master's program in executive coaching and consulting um, and I have a coaching practice. And yeah, he's definitely overcome a lot of obstacles, <laughs> especially especially being married to me. I, <laughs> but um, we've yeah, we've both really grown over the past several years. I mean, w never stops. But I I can definitely see the past several years we've really focused on personal growth and um, you know growing our relationship with God, with each other, with people, and it's been. An interesting journey, and but one of the most fruitful and rewarding ones. Yeah. Now, Aaron and I have, since we've known each other, it's been a couple of years now. Has it been a couple? Just a couple. Yeah, I think so. Just a couple. I think two years mm -hmm. or less. Um, you know, which doesn't seem, doesn't sound like very much, but I feel like we've already had really rich connections and relationship, you know. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Aaron, you know, I love that, I love about our relationship is that we go hiking together. Yes. And it's like, we, it's like, we, we live over an hour apart, but it's like, it's okay. We're going to make this work. Let's find a place to hike. And so we do. And like, I know every single time I go on a hike mm -hmm. with you, I'm incredible. I feel like I have been just poured into, mm -hmm. um, you know, hearing about, uh, personal stuff and growth, but also about the character formation coaching. And, yeah. um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know as we're hiking, you're, I mean, I'm almost, I almost feel like a guinea pig kind of, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you about a dream I had. And, you know, of course, Aaron is just like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about that. But yeah. but really, I actually have had, you know, some significant transformational experiences just mm. in a short amount of time and, and on some of these hikes. So without going into, you know, I know I don't want to take the topic totally off yeah, sideways, yeah. but I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit just about. Well, it's perfect because it really does go into the topic that we're talking about, about overcoming obstacles. And my whole journey into character formation coaching had to do everything with overcoming an obstacle. Um, 
what what ended up happening is I had this amazing dream um, to be in China and to stay in China. Um, that was that was what I really felt like the Lord had called us into. But when I realized that my love wasn't great enough in the area of of my personal wellness and what was going on inside, um, I realized that I um, my love was failing and that I needed to become a loving person. And and a loving person becomes and does what's best for the ones they love. Um, and so I realized that since there was areas that were, were not working for me, I had to grow. And so I went on this incredible journey to find out what do I need to do in order to, to become that loving person and to change my the way I am, to be present in the moment, to be able to feel empathy at, at deep levels with my wife, uh, and to be, to be a person who could, could have that capacity to love um, my wife, um, especially in that, in, in that was, it was you. Um, and so that took me on the journey into character formation coaching. And I read a whole bunch of books. Um, I really kind of went into studying the science behind transformational change and what, 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 how do you do what there's different types of change and what is a permanent transformational way in which your brain can change and can shift and, and can, um, be different. And there is actually a science behind it and you can actually enact it. And a lot of it has to do everything with, with the faith about slowing down and really offering that unconditional love and acceptance and grace, um, internally to self. And as we, or in relationships and as re we get that in relationships, we are, we get transformed and we're able to, um, we, we grow in our capacity to love. And so it's like we can comfort others with the same comfort that we ourselves have received from Christ. And so that's really what character formation coaching is about, is about um, as I've received comfort internally and as I've grown internally, now I can be with a person as if Christ was with a person. Like it's, I, I call it the incarnational stance. What would Jesus be like if he was with someone? And if he was in a room, what would he look like both verbally and non-verbally? It, it really is about, it's, going towards negative realities, not away from negative realities. It's it's pulling the things that we don't usually like to deal with. And instead of pushing that out of our awareness, instead we pull it close. We get curious, open, accepting, and loving um, stance, the incarnational stance towards what's happening. And as we kind of bring all of who we are into a relationship with, with grace and with with God and with people and with, with that unconditional love and acceptance, it's an amazing transformation happens. So that's a little bit about uh, character formation coaching. Um, I have to interject here because <laughs> yes. this, I've gotten to see Aaron on this journey developing this coaching model and um, I can testify to the, the journey. And I, you know, cause when I met Aaron, when I first met him, I knew his heart was to be a missionary overseas yeah. and to serve God with his whole heart, no matter what that looked like. And I knew that when, you know, if we, well, we did get married. I knew that, okay, if I'm going to marry this guy, I'm going to probably be living overseas and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be hard and it's going to be full of joys and challenges. But that was his dream. And I remember the moment where we realized, you know what, we really do, we want to work on our marriage. And that means it meant for us that it meant taking, um, you know, leaving the the place that we called home and the place that we fell in love with so much china and saying okay we're we're gonna focus on our marriage we're gonna stay in the states and and do this and i saw him give up his dream for me and for our relationship and i saw him 
in a beautiful way, be Christ to me and show me the love that I needed to see. And, and that, that totally changed me and transformed me receiving God's love in that way through my husband. So, and, and out of this time of being here and growing, this coaching model has been birthed and it's helped a lot of people. And I think it will definitely help more. So. Well, we were just talking not too long ago. I mean, earlier today about how Sally, your, your master's degree work is tied now into character formation coaching. And I just think it's cool how God's taken this journey where these two people come together and, and that thing, this dream that's now, I mean, you guys are consumed by this dream in a good way. It's a God thing. Like this thing is totally from the Lord and you guys are already changing lives. Um, I just think it's cool, Sally, how like, I don't know. I just think it's cool how, how God brings us together. Like Jenny and I echo this, like we come together, we have different dreams, different goals, but like we get together and then now it's like ingredients in a, in a recipe or a cake. Yeah. It comes together and it's like, Oh my goodness, this is so much better together than, than we could have ever been on, on our own. And I yeah. just know that your, you know, your master's work is related to this and yeah. his yes. is related to yours. And now they're, they're interconnected and they're, they're going to be referencing each other in their papers, you know, and yes. it's just, it's so cool to see what, what what's going on with that. It's really cool too. Um, we've started to run small groups together um, that really focus on focused growth. Really, what we're talking about here, allowing Christ into the depths of who we are to to really receive that comfort. So then, as we receive that comfort, we can offer that same comfort that we ourselves have received into relationship with others. And it's really fun to do it together. And we just got done with a, a 22 week uh, small group uh, focused process group where it's like you bring these more deep, heavier issues into relationship. And it was fun to do it together. That was, that was beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah. So, yeah, I think one of, one of the things that I um, did for my master's uh, research, my master's thesis was I, I studied about the need for coaching, you know, different kinds of coaching and what kind of coaching models are in existence. And I found that they're really isn't as far as I could find in in the literature, there wasn't a lot um, of transformational methods being used in coaching, and so coaching and leadership practices and coaching and leadership yeah. practices. And so I I discovered oh there there actually is a need for integrating you know information from various fields into a coaching model that can help people by by bringing about this transformational change. And what's amazing about it is. We found a lot, you know, Aaron, through his research, and I echoed it through my research, we found that a lot of this transformational change comes through relationship with people. And um, and that's and it so echoes what the gospel is about. God came and dwelt with man. He, he became a man. And, you know, that incarnational stance mm-hmm. that Jesus t- takes and took when he lived on the earth to be with us in our pain, in you know, when, before we even loved God, before we wanted him, before we were, we didn't have, we were not deserving at all. And yet he came and was with us and even died for us. And just that, that incarnational stance of completely undeserving love and grace to be with us. We really wanted to integrate that into the model. While we're in touch with our negative reality, I think um, many of you probably have watched The Chosen. If not, I highly recommend that. I'm, I'm referencing the scene with the woman at the well because um, I really feel like that was such an amazing encounter where Jesus stopped for the woman at the well and he brought out her negative reality. He said, hey, you've had you know seven husbands 
and he just let that negative reality come into the air. Why? Because it helped the woman to get in touch with her shame. Like she actually got to take it out of like kind of a far away place and then bring it into the present moment where she felt, oh my gosh, you're right. I have had seven. Five. Five. <laughs> thank you. Um, and, and Jesus was able then to hold that negative reality with her and be with her in that, that agony, in that shame, in that pain. And he just was with her and both verbally and non-verbally just showing that loving, curious, open, accepting stance and holding her shame and pain with her. And it's in that moment where it's like she has an experience of someone loving her in the place of shame in which real transformational brain change occurs. Well, that was a good way to explain the incarnational stance. Well, I think it's um, I think it's interesting that point you made because I know some of us, and I wasn't raised in any kind of faith movement or anything like that. I mean, I was raised in an amazing church and we believe the Bible and I'm so grateful for the word of God. I'm so grateful for the teaching I had that cemented the word of God, you know, into my life. And so that going forward has been my everything. I mean, that has been the yeah. foundation for everything. So, so now as, as I grow older, you know, I have had an experience with the Lord and I encountered the faith movement and I'm, you know, starting to believe and do all these things. I think there's something that happens when you were taught to, you know, what do we do with shame? Right. Like, has, what have you noticed about that? Like, I know you guys have yeah. been in, involved with, you know, Irish ministries and with people yeah. who are actually seeing the gospel on the yeah. earth happen. You know, you guys have been a part of faith and healing for a while. You know, what, what's your comment on that about how, how do Christians deal with shame? Because it seems like there's almost this thing where it's like you can't say it, you can't speak it out. It's yeah. a negative confession. You know, but, but what you're talking yes. about almost sounds like, yes, it's okay to speak it out. We actually want to get it out. Yes. I mean, that's a huge, huge obstacle. Yes. And I love the point you're bringing up because this is, there's two massive different ways of dealing with things having to do with, um, the, honestly, the uh, science of, tra trans or of brain change. So I'm going to kind of explain those two different types of brain change and just kind of the way that we might approach um, that. So the, the first style um, would be to, um, it's kind of a counteractive style. So if you feel shame, you need to do whatever you can to kind of push shame out of your awareness. And that would, you know, in the Christian world, we'd quote a Bible verse right away. We'd, we'd, we'd think of it as standing on the truth, or we'd think about as replacing the lie with truth. And again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good method, but it's a counteractive method because that shame still stays in the brain. Um, if, if we think about the brain, there's certain locations where it's kind of like compartmentalized, um, and it's not all connected. And so it's like we push it out of awareness, and, but it's the shame is still in the brain. So we can do that. Or there's a new way of being and kind of the science of, of transformational brain change is to instead of pushing shame out of your awareness or, or kind of like making it go away or trying to fix it or change it, instead we pull it close to us. And it's in other words, we feel it. We feel and deal with that shame. And Often we can't do that alone because we couldn't do it alone when we were younger, when we felt that shame, when that shame really kind of became a core um, part of our identity. Um, something probably happened earlier in life and that experience kind of um, imprinted uh, into our brain. And now in the present, we're kind of experiencing what was imprinted earlier in our brain. And so 
when when I think about shame, I think of it as a door of transformation. It's it's if if you get in touch with the shame and you pull it into awareness and you kind of pull it close to your heart and you pull it close to relationship and you pull it into an incarnational stance, there there's now that shame has an opportunity to be completely and utterly transformed forever. But you have it's kind of feeling and dealing with the shame rather than there's different strategies you can use. You can feel and not deal, meaning that you have way too many emotions um, and it's like it overwhelms you. You can deal but not feel, meaning you kind of numb your body and it's like you, you kind of, it just, it doesn't actually, you don't actually feel it and it's like you're just, but then there's also feeling and dealing and that's emotional regulation where it's you're able to um, hold the shame and to open, curious, accepting, and loving, and understand, validating. If I just understood why I feel that shame, it would make sense to me. And so when we when we do validate and we hold, and and then when we can't do it alone, we bring it into relationships with someone who can hold it with you. We, it's as if you're that woman at the well where it's like all of a sudden now you're holding your shame, you feel your shame, but you have an encounter with grace and that grace targets the area of shame in your brain and it permanently deletes the old learning. And, and now all of a sudden you've got this new way of being and it's automatic. The shame no longer triggers when that content comes up and, and there's a complete permanent transformation that occurs. I like to use the example of just the illustration of train tracks. Counteractive methods are having two train. It's the same thing as having two train tracks. So one train track is shame, and the other train track is God's truth. And we we want to stay on the God's truth train track, but there are moments in our in in our life where either increased stress or pressure can sometimes cause us to revert back to that shame train track. But the transformational and and that's the new neural network um, science. Again, there's a lot of science behind. Oh, let's create a new neural pathway in our brain, and that there's a whole lot of really good science yes. on that. But again, that's a counteractive method, right? Absolutely. So it does change your brain, and we love that. Um, but there's also there's another transformational. There's another method, and that's the transformational. What we call the transformational method, and that that example I like to think of it as one train track the shame train track that is then replaced completely by God's truth, which is the experiential knowledge of God's truth, which it's that our incarnational stance, experiencing God's truth, either through people, through him directly, through, but it's that, it's an experiential encounter with truth. Yeah. And words don't really do it justice. It's really kind of hard to talk about how this change occurs because it really is an experiential encounter with love that changes you. Well, this, I mean, Aaron, we've talked about this before. Uh, it's, it's like you're kind of explaining the mechanics and the science behind what happens when someone has an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. I yes. mean, it's almost like, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, I just had a really amazing encounter with the Lord. Like, wow, that was totally supernatural. And suddenly I know it was the Lord because I'm actually different. But what you're saying is this is, I mean, this is scientifically changing this, the brain. Um, and I know you've talked about kind of the coaching that you do is like literally like brain surgery. Yes. Yeah. And I love what you're saying because now when I'm in church and I see something happening up front, it's as if God is is systematically enacting 
permanent brain change. And it's the same thing with salvation. When you think about how do we get saved, we actually get in touch with how we need Christ. And when we're holding that how we need Christ, then all of a sudden Jesus meets us in how we need him. And that's when we, all of a sudden we have this transformational change where he comes and lives inside of us. It's like we really do have to... it. And the Holy Spirit encounters, you know, being a part of Iris and, and really loving, you know, the revival wineskin and, and holding that. It's like when I'm watching, I'm saying, wow, God is actually doing this transformational brain change stuff through worship, through, you know, a message and just a response or through even on the laying out of hands. It's like he just shows up and uh, it's really incredible to watch. This all sounds kind of, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy. Yeah. Like a little bit to my, you know, some of these like foundational, almost maybe religious mindset, but what you're, what you're saying lines up with scripture. Yeah. I mean, this is all stuff that lines up with scripture. I mean, you know, the divine design of human beings is actually that we are, we are designed to be in the context of relationship. So it makes sense that there's actual healing that happens on the soul level, not the spirit, but I mean, the soul, the mental, the brain level, it makes sense that it happens within the context of relationship because you and I have talked about where when two people are in like this zone or or we're in frequency, right? We talk about being on the same wavelength. You know, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about physics and I'm thinking about the actual mechanical, you know, uh, electromagnetic waves and the actual connection. And, but you're, you're telling me that there's science that proves that the right brain of one person connects with the right brain of the other person. Yes. Yes. And that's the, I mean, am I getting that right? That's kind of the doorway. That's the way that these changes actually occur within the context of relationship. Absolutely. You, you, so, as you're saying, the context of relationship, we're born into family. And when we think about the mom and the baby and that beautiful gaze where a mom is gazing at the baby and the baby's gazing at the mom, if you put them under an fMRI, um, put two brains at one time, you would see the right brain of, of one lighting up in a certain place and the, and the baby's brain lighting up the same exact way. And so I'm sure there's a whole bunch of quantum stuff going on at that moment, but the brains are actually literally lighting up and it's called, you know, like synchrony. So it's the brains coming into, you know, like you can resonate, resonant, resonating where, and, and it's in those moments where transformational change happens. Because if you think about it, our emotional regulation capacity without another person is smaller than when our brains connect in that way. As a baby and a mom, now as an adult, adult to adult, you can have that. You think about the lover's gaze, right? The lover's gazing at one another, same exact thing. And also then when we're present with somebody else who's dealing with something difficult and we're feeling empathy. That's why, that's why there's all this study about empathy. Why is empathy so powerful? Why is empathy so important? It's because empathy is, is that time when you're syncing your brains together and there's that quantum change and, and, and um, the brains lighting up at the same time together, that is, is the moment where now all of a sudden your ability to feel and deal becomes a lot larger when your brains are synced with another person because now you're not only stuck to your resources to feel and deal, but now it's like you plus another person, your, your window of, of um, emotional tolerance of what you can feel and deal with becomes a lot larger. And so you can, and that's the place where what you couldn't do alone when you were a child, it was too overwhelming for you. Now with a new person in a new relationship, 
you have the experience that you didn't have when you were a child. So with the family of origin, due to sin entering into the world and, and character deficiencies, didn't give you the family of God becomes that that new relationship that that it's God's plan for that healing to happen as when you were a child in in a family, which then of course sin came in and and you did you know there was areas which your parents had character deficiencies. Now the family of God steps into that place and the family of God can give the exact same experiences of a mom and a child and and changing the brain and developing the brain, it can now happen in relationship in the family of God. When we feel empathy and when we've done our own work, when we have allowed God to come in and comfort us at those places where he comforts us and where we emotionally regulate inside of ourself, now we can go to that place with the other person, which then brings me back to becoming a loving person. Because when we are unable to hold an incarnational stance of openness, acceptance, curiosity, and love towards another person, and we become emotionally dysregulated, we're, not, we're, we're dealing but not feeling, or, or, or feeling but not dealing, that's the moment when we realize our love has failed. And that we, we need to, and again, curious, open, accepting, and loving, not condemning, but when we realize that and we offer, we, we realize, oh my goodness, there's this area I cannot go, I cannot feel empathy for another person in this area. I can't, I don't have what it need, what it takes. That's the time for us to seek out those relationships ourselves, and to bring those parts of ourself into relationship with a loving, caring, accepting other and, and get that change ourselves, so that now we can be there with another person in that area. I want to say something about the brains connecting because what you're talking about, Erin, is it's what, something that I, you know, since we're talking about science, I like to call that the, an emergent property. When you look at a brain isolated by itself, it has certain functions, it has certain properties, but when you put two brains together, it's like, it's, it's similar to looking at a flock of birds flying together. When you look at one bird, you don't see that synchrony of motion as a whole flock flies together, but you put the bird with a thousand other others and it becomes this beautiful pattern in the sky. And it's similar to that. That's an emergent property. We couldn't tell that from just looking at the bird by itself. Same with our brains. And that's the emergent brain science there. The difference between putting one brain underneath a scanner and seeing what happens, how does change occur? And, and, and that's what we've been doing for years and years and years is how can we enact change with one brain? But the thing is, is we're not limited to one brain. We're never, we, that was never God's plan. Never. From the very beginning, we're born into family. Our brains develop and our grow in family. So we're never limited to one brain when we have the family of God. And that's where change is supposed to happen. That's God's revival wineskin right there. It's family. It's brains lighting up together in synchrony. It's resonating together. And we're out of time on today's episode. Erin and Sally, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and pick up the conversation on our next podcast. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more, visit us at justinself.org. Join our email list at justinself.org to receive exclusive weekly content, along with more teachings, blogs, and other resources. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive God's promises and live a life without limits.